This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2njb.com slash donate. From the time of the cavemen to this day, painting has been deeply rooted in the DNA of mankind. It's as primal as humanity itself and can teach us much about what it means to be human. Maybe that's why millions of people visit the Louvre to see the Mona Lisa or to Rome to behold the Sistine Chapel. Maybe through these works of art, they can understand themselves. Miriam Cabeza's career has reached peaks many Israeli artists can only dream of. For the past 20 years, she's lived in New York City, devoting herself to her art. Since the 90s, Cabeza has been known as one of the most important Israeli artists. She was born in Casablanca, Morocco, grew up in a kibbutz, and became extremely influential, showcasing in the Tel Aviv Museum of Art and various galleries in New York City and throughout the United States, and even representing Israel in the Venice Biennale. Now she's back in Israel, which gives us the rare opportunity to talk with her about her art and her life story. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thanks for so, hosting us here. Yeah, this is oh, beautiful. This is beautiful. Um, so why are you an artist? Wow. From the cave. From since, <laughs> the, since the cave, uh, man. You started in the cave. <laughs> I started in the cave. Well, actually, I... I, first time I had the impact of a painting, seeing a painting, was on television as a child. I saw a Rembrandt looking at me through the television, and I was sure that he was real because he looked really deep into my eyes. And I thought, wow, this is so powerful. In black and white. Black and white, yeah. But it's a, that's just an anecdote, but uh, the story is that I... Uh, as we moved from Casablanca to, to Israel, um, we moved to Tiberias. And my parents, my father uh, uh, used to play music, jazz. He was a trumpet player and he had nowhere to play, so he started copying Picassos. So the, our living room became a studio. So I grew up thinking Picasso is my father. <laughs> so you can guess that painting was pretty normal for me. Wow, wow. So when you saw the real Picassos, you always thought this was the worst. I was of like, your this dad. is my father. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, amazing. it's funny because uh, one of the paintings he copied was the uh, Ladies from Avignon, which is in the MoMA. Okay. So I took a picture of me next to the painting, which is four meters by three meters. My father made it uh, 120 by 120. So when I showed my father the original, he said, oh, it's much easier than my, what I did. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they took it well that you wanted to become an artist? or no. they who, what do you mean took it well? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If my parents are, like, my mother is Polish. So yeah. if, she, if I told her that, she would probably a be lawyer, very... A lawyer, if you're not exactly. a lawyer. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know about Casablanca and parents, yeah. but... Well, to be honest... Uh, but in that sense, my parents were are very, very special people. I don't think they ever took or didn't take whatever I brought to them. But uh, 
I think they would be insulted if I was a lawyer, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> They'd be like, no, don't. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I, I never questioned. Uh, I never called myself an artist. I always called myself a painter. What's I didn't, the, I didn't the like the title artist. It was like too grandiose and too much uh, like giving myself credit for something, for doing my work. But actually what I like is to put paint over a surface and to see how it covers the surface. It can be any kind of surface and I can enjoy it. So that's the beginning of it. It's just pure joy of doing it and also frustration, a lot of frustration and joy comes together and then it develops to a whole, you know, um, experience of uh, your, like, I think that for an artist, for me, uh, from my own experience, I, everything I experience goes and comes through my art, everything in my life, my love, my, myself, my, the, everything I see in the world, everything I, I understand everything I don't understand. Everything goes through the painting. So for me, there is no separation anymore. It's not my job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just me. It's like breathing. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Wait, so w at what age did you move to Israel from Casablanca? Uh, I moved uh, in the age of three, which I don't remember, mm -hmm. but... You have I no memories whatsoever no, of Casablanca? No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. Not, and also not from the moving itself? No. I don't have any memories. So your first memories from Tiberias? My first memories were probably when I was around five years old or something. Do you remember yourself, three years old? Maybe one scene. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I well, don't remember what I remember anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like very funny. Like Roland Barthes uh, talks about photography. Mm -hmm. He has a book about photography and he talks a lot about uh, images from our childhood, about even his mother as a child. Mm which makes no sense, like yeah. it was much before he was born, yeah? yeah? And the whole idea is that we we build our memories through our photographs. So I do have few images from Casablanca, but I don't remember them. But I have the photos. And they talked at home Moroccan or...? Well, my parents, I, s I speak French. My, mm. my parents spoke French, but when they were fighting, they would switch to Moroccan. <laughs> so scream with each other in Moroccan. So does know not words. Yeah, it does not sound good. So, so you know, I, Ah, nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. <laughs> Is this Hannah? <laughs> ah, I don't know no, that. That one's really, that one I think means burn in hell. Uh, burn in hell. Well, and yeah, the first yeah. one? I won't be surprised. Tahamjalo. Tahamjalo, it means like, may your luck fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's like, you know, it's, I, I love, I, I went to Morocco three years ago on my birthday. For the first time? Since? Yes. Wow. Yes. And it was such an amazing experience to be there and not even, you know, do the regular thing of finding my parents' house, not doing that, just being in that environment of uh, that kind of energy, Moroccan energy. Um, but I don't know, it's... Uh, do, you, do you remember kind of the first time you put paint to uh, a surface as you described it? Uh, I have to say, you know, every, it's got, it, I don't know, I know we don't have much time, so... No, I'm we have... We have 
plenty of plenty time. of time. Okay, okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> she, she's just... <laughs> only discovering this. She's like, yeah. really? You guys are going to be here for how long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's a whole relationship. Since I started very very young uh, painting, yeah, and I took it very seriously. I I started in the age of six. I can say that I really felt like this is what I, what I'm going to do. This is what this is my the purpose in my life. This mm -hmm. is my life purpose. That's very early. I know, I know. It's How did it early. happen? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's uh, it's a long story. But just to make it a little bit short, uh, actually, my parents uh, were divorced after fighting so much in Morocco. They got divorced. You can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> If so you talk happens. Moroccan all yeah. the time, you get divorced. <laughs> 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 and I, I, uh, I, I, and then I moved to a kibbutz. Okay. And you I moved with one of your parents? Or you no, moved I moved by myself okay. in the age of 13. Okay. So, so actually the closest thing to my heart was painting from a very young age. It was the most uh, intimate, uh, closest uh, thing I, uh, to do for me. As, uh, as escapism of sorts or... Also, I mean, also as a, a way to deal with the, your existence. It's like almost like, who am I? I, I, I all hold a pencil and I can draw. This is who I am. You know, it's like, I don't know, very existential uh, question about who you are. And I'm very, I feel very blessed. I mean, you know, I spend a lot of uh, time in therapy trying to blame my parents, but I'm also very grateful for what they gave me, which is a, 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 a chance to ask very deep questions in very young age. And today when I look at kids, I don't have kids, but when I look at other people's kids, I'm always thinking, Don't be so scared to g let them be bored a little bit because when you're bored, you, your imagination starts working mm -hmm. and you start asking questions. You know, there's a little bit of sadness when you're like bored, you're like you don't know what to do with yourself. And this is where you start digging. And there is something about being an artist. The hard part of being an artist is that you are alone most of the time like 95% of your life you're alone at the studio like a writer yes and the and the blessing or the benefit is that you actually playing all your life with paint which is so amazing i i have to ask your i think no kind of touched on it but you said your parents divorced at a very young age mm. so was there which you know I, i don't know there's a whole spectrum i guess of how dramatic and painful that can be but you know and i don't think in any world it's like a it's a happy day so is there a lot of is there pain in in the early like development of your art or your painting yeah i think i think not more or less than any other uh, creature on this earth that has to deal with being here it's not a walk in the park as you said before mm -hmm. <laughs> It's not. It's always like there is challenges, no matter where you come from or, you know, what's your background. But I think that um, it's interesting that uh, with art, we 
we believe, we I'm saying the big community of artists in a way, but I would like to talk for myself. Mm-hmm. I believe that uh, pain is like a fuel f- for, for creating a movement. Which brings me to the question, a very blunt question, but do you, do you think you gotta be fucked up to, to do good <laughs> art? Um, well, I already said that everybody's fucked up. Uh, to be a good artist, you have to be really good fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> which means <laughs> you have to uh, use it right. Uh-huh. Just being fucked up does not help. Yeah, We know there's a lot of fucked up people. But having awareness and fucked up, let's make a recipe. Awareness, fucked up, uh, desire, being a discipline, very important. Discipline is, is the hard. most important. It's and, hard and to, ha- to also be fucked up. And, and, and discipline. discipline. So and, and awareness, maybe. And awareness and conscious. Seems almost be- dangerous because <laughs> there's other people you think of that are fucked up and have discipline and they did awful things. Yeah. Right. So it's like... Yeah. Most of them <laughs> politicians. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Either you're a politician or an artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well... It's a thin line. You know, it's all... Uh, I guess uh, we, we're not that different. We have all the elements, but mm-hmm. in different orders of uh, playing with them in the end of the day i mean you know a person makes his own choice of how to use what he has to create his own life and there is a beginning and an end to it It, there is no as we spoke before you can take it slow or fast it it has you know an end Mm -hmm. so in that journey you choose to or you chosen <laughs> to do whatever you do mm-hmm. uh, in that matter i'm very religion re- very religious, religious. Yeah. yeah so i'm very religious because i believe that there is something bigger than me that guides me through that journey but not necessarily uh consciously well it is conscious because i'm saying it yeah I admit it, I admit, and I surrender to it also. I, I'm taking it under consideration that I'm not the boss. I'm not a big boss. Mm-hmm. Even in, with my work, I'm surrendering to the fact that there is something bigger than me, that he uh, is guiding me through that process, and I have full uh, trust. <laughs> so that, that actually, it's interesting, because I look around, and I have a couple of questions about the art, but that there's one that kind of comes up from that. I mean, our listeners who aren't watching mm-hmm. won't be able to see this, but your art, you can you can see certain things. I mean, I, I don't know. I, in this, I see a, a shawl, like a talit almost. And in, in this, I see like pencil shavings. And I see here a building, but it's very abstract. Uh-huh. And I wonder... Because you said you surrender yourself. I wonder, like, going in, do you have any idea what you're about to paint? Or Yes and no. Yes and no. Um, my work, uh, in general, I don't use brushes to paint. And actually, uh, I kind of developed a language which did not exist in a way in art. Mm-hmm. It's funny to say it that way, but I'm going to just say it. Um, Own it. Yeah, <laughs> but th- I think the, the idea is that uh, I came to a point when I realized that just to uh, deal with c- 
creating an il- another uh, just more illusions was not satisfying for my soul was not okay. you know wasn't enough mm-hmm. so I think the first gesture that I did that had was meaningful to me was kissing the surface and by repeatedly kissing the surface creating a f- an image of a figure and I did that when I was madly in love mm-hmm. and I I felt like, wow, this is so amazing that you feel something and that action of kissing, which we all do, but when you put paint, it becomes a painting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you image. kissed the, the canvas? I kissed, yeah, I kissed the paper with, uh, with, with paint, paint on, on, your on my lips uh-huh. and repeatedly kissing and kissing. And then there was like, almost like a figure, like you could see where the eyes were, everything was kissing. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed that kind of action, like a kind of very body action painting. Not like Jackson Pollock, but you can say in that family It's of action more painting. In, more intimate than Jackson Very intimate, Pollock. very, very intimate. And I was like, I was a student there at the, uh, that time in, um, in art college in Israel. And I brought the work. I was working, making a lot of works with uh, my kissing. And I got such a great feedback. And people really liked it. My teachers, they were like really very surprised to see that kind of action. Yeah. <clears throat> and I realized that actually uh, it's almost like a painting is part of my life. It's not... just the palette that you choose colors and you create another world it's actually in my world it's in my life and mm-hmm. uh, I'm just jumping now really to to the present I I also painted now in Berry in a, in a gallery in a kibbutz Berry the whole space using my breath to create a rhythm like this table <laughs> that we're sitting on. To create that rhythm with my body and my breath to create an image yeah mm-hmm. so I'm really playing with that a how, lot how, how does that work Wow it's hard to explain yeah. painting in a microphone seriously it's like <laughs> telling it's you how a mango now how maybe mango. in Moroccan it would no really okay to be honest that would be really challenging okay. but fair enough I'm willing to uh, To give you a few clues about how it works okay <laughs> it's just an appetizer bad. yes okay I mean, in the end of the day I hope that listeners uh, will uh, google me mm-hmm. and look at the work and really get a sense of even better visit exhibitions yeah where yeah I'll visit uh, shows uh, you know tomorrow there is an opening I don't know if it when are you no it'll it take a, a, yeah yeah someday if you where days. but where is there an opening for us <laughs> yeah, for better ear better ear the Alex Street you yeah. should come it's a really beautiful group show of okay. women only women really great there is a lot of really interesting things happening in uh, Tel Aviv mm-hmm. and in Israel and I've been almost like um forced to stay here I, I was hoping to share time between uh, New York and Tel Aviv and I got very very busy working mm-hmm. here but I, if I'm going back to the painting um, so there is a, a, a you know the classic way of looking at painting like it's a window that you look outside yeah 
it's like a, a, you create an illusion. The illusion represents the outside world. Yes, we. Mm -hmm. Or there is a, a, another way of uh, the abstract painting. Yes. And I think that I'm trying to bring something little different, which is um, uh, almost uh, describing something that cannot be described uh, through painting, uh, almost like a ver vibration or this kind of movement. That Natural patterns, maybe, is uh, or something, but like yeah, something from from the body, from from. Yeah, I don't know. The natural world. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. No, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, you, whatever it is, you're doing a fantastic job. Thank because you, it really you. is, uh, I mean, I wish I wish our listeners were able to sit here and look around and see you this. You this see, this one works. looks like a Bauhaus yeah. building. Yes, yeah, exactly. So I had a whole series of work, a body of work that were so much about the environment. There's uh, another one down here on the floor yeah, that's also. Yeah. So, so. so was this always kind of did you always approach art from a more abstract place or did you begin from like a classical you know uh, uh, place I, I, I did the, the whole journey of like learning you know the traditional way of working mm -hmm. and and having such a intense and strong uh, uh, dialogue with it it's almost like every time you, I, I guess musicians, it's very much like musicians. You play an instrument and you're like, wow, this is like, this is it. I'm going to express myself through that. But then you realize that it's not, it's not giving you all the, I don't know, the, the opportunities you need to show yourself. And mm -hmm. so I think I moved through art history, I can say, learning so much to get to the place where I felt like I, I don't know anything to be, okay, what now? And almost like jump into a, pl a place where I had to um, look at those uh, this painting with my hands. Mm -hmm. I'm actually using my hands to create the image. Mm -hmm. So it all started from that, from a simple touch in the surface that became be turned very uh, three-dimensional yeah so there is something very digital and very primitive also no there's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no it's incredible and I but think there's there's planning here right because i mean you know you 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 obviously smoothed out the background before and you said okay i'm gonna create a surface and then of course there's all you can't do anything without planning something yeah. out not even but there's the some, i don't know there's some abstract art and there's even some abstract that i see you know here which i feel like you could look at and say okay someone approached it just raw just I, kind I, of you know even the most abstract painting you can see you can imagine yeah had uh, a structure really yeah i don't think that you would tell the different you will see if it's a child's work mm -hmm. or even or adult work i mean I mean, sometimes we, we as artists get jealous from kids because they can do things so freely. They don't have the structure. Mm -hmm. But in the end of the day, when you have a language, it's already a structure. A language yeah. is a structure. So you already, if it's abstract or whatever it is, 
action painting or whatever it is, it, it's already in the structure of the limits and the uh, possibilities. I want to get back to your story, uh, uh, the story of your career. So you, you told us you studied art uh, in the late 80s, something like that. Uh, I studied art, yeah, man. Instagram. Yeah, without Instagram, no internet, right. <laughs> no Facebook. Wow. That's crazy. How do cavemen, live cavemen. Back then? <laughs> I'm telling you, cavemen. <laughs> Even cavemen had internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be honest, you know, I don't think it's so planned out like that. It's not like I did. Uh, what happened to me is because what I uh, directed, I'm not a director. As I said before, I'm totally not a director. And even an artist, I don't feel so good uh, giving myself that title. You know, I think that uh, one of the things that really guided me as a young artist and also when I graduated from college was that uh, if I work uh, eight, ten hours a day, uh, I have to make my living, no matter what you do. If you work eight, ten hours a day, you're going to make your living. Mm-hmm. So you always manage... Even if you scratch your head eight, yeah. ten hours a day, you're going to make your living. I promise you. Well, you have to. You have Otherwise to. Otherwise, you're not going to keep scratching like, your head. It's almost like a, a, a law um, that exists in the universe. It's not like we, you know, we make plans and then they happen. We just tap into something that is already there. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't have that trust. And when they don't have the trust, it's very hard to get into that uh, journey. For instance, I'll give you an example. Like uh, a lot of students that learned with me, study with me, were so concerned about how they're going to make their living. So they found other jobs that mm. they worked for eight to eight, 10 hours a day but I didn't do that I went to the studio and said I'm going to work 8-10 hours a day and something is going to happen but how did that happen I mean it's an interesting question like how did you end up going from a person who paints to a person who sells their paintings even if it you wasn't know, directed by you you know I, I, I don't know if I can answer that question because uh, I still, uh, it's been, I don't know, 25 years, my career, even more, that I make my living from art, and I, I never try to think of money as the reason I make. Of course, I don't think of mm-hmm. it as the reason I make art. And I'm always o- grateful and not surprised, but I'm very grateful every time I sell because it surprises me that... Uh, I do my thing and somebody wants it and enjoys it. Uh, again, I, I don't know if I can really answer that question. To be mm-hmm. honest, it's not that simple. As 
as I get uh, older and more experience with that, I know it's more uh, unclear how it happens. It's mm-hmm. not that simple. What, make an, what makes an art expensive? This world is, you know, people are fascinated by it. There's been now the painting of, uh, I think, Hockney was, just sold uh, one of his swimming pools from, for t- dozens of millions of dollars. And you, got, you wonder, how does this world work? It makes no sense sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you see amazing paintings, they sell for, for nothing. Sometimes you see things that you don't understand, they sell yeah. for, for billions. I think it's really interesting to, to think that art can give us a chance to get confused like that <laughs> about money, about value, about how come this one and the other one not. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> and it's okay. And yeah. what makes sense, to be honest? I don't know. If I'll take it, if I'll jump into that pool of making sense, I don't know. For me, it doesn't make sense to have kids, for instance. Does it make it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. reasonable? Does it make other people crazy? I don't know. I, in the end of the day, I think that... Uh, I know it's a very uh, uh, um, extreme example I gave you now because it's so obvious that that's what we have to do to be you know to continue our existence we have but there is so many kids already and so many people in the in this earth we don't need more there's enough <laughs> relax <laughs> so you know it's a cliche question now about art you can yeah. say there is so much art there is so much money yeah. in it why why do we need that well i guess Uh, people make uh, kids because they love doing it. People buy <laughs> making art because... Kids. Yeah, <laughs> they love making kids. Yeah, sometimes. So uh, there are people that love making art, mm-hmm. first of all, and then they need it to feel like uh, they exist. They need to feel like they're leaving something behind, maybe. And maybe there is something about, as your child is the most special one, So my child, my art is the most special one, and I feel very uh, satisfied uh, having uh, done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there is a lot of emotion. metaphor. Some, some kids also end up making a lot of money, and some kids end up costing yeah, their parents a lot, a lot of, of money. money. Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it, for me, it's like I always felt really, really rich because I... I have done what I really wanted to do. How many paintings did you paint throughout In your my career? Life? Yes. Wow. There's no wow. way you keep doing uh, Probably thousands of paintings. Uh, how, uh, in a year, how no, many? No, I don't know. I can't. Uh, Is there like a day where you wake up and you're just like, like yes. you make a hundred yes. and then uh, not, not like... Not a hundred, but I can, I can be yeah. very productive. Prolific Spe- one day, yes. but then there can be like a whole drought. Totally. Yeah. That's the way what's, I'm working. What's the longest drought you've ever been on? Uh, not very long. I mean, at the end of the day, if I don't paint for too long, I will feel like really so useless that uh, it's not a good idea for me. But uh, I think that uh, when, I, when I work, really uh, get into it and work strong, 
I feel like uh, almost like uh, swimming. I feel like it's so natural to me mm-hmm. and it brings me such joy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, um, I don't know. It have, you ever, have you ever painted something and said, there's no way anybody's ever laying their eyes on this? Of course. <laughs> yeah. And then I, did you, you know, actually I throw I throw away a lot of paintings and, yeah. and I, I have no problem doing that. And I know when there is so a people piece can come to the garbage can here and maybe no, find no, no. <laughs> I make sure ah, to okay. <laughs> destroy them. But there was a painting I made twenty years ago and I knew it was a museum piece. I just felt it that it was so good. And there were a few people who wanted to buy it, and I didn't sell it. And in the end of the day, you know, now it's the Israeli Museum just bought it. Wow. And when they came to the studio, the first thing I said, "Let me show you your painting." So, and it waited for, for years. <laughs> yeah, it waited like 22 years. <laughs> wow, 22 I didn't I never invited them to see it or anything, but I knew that this painting. Is wow. belongs to the Israeli Museum. It's prophetic, and 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 it happened. And I think that uh, every painting has a, a place that it belongs to. And sometimes I have people that come to my studio, and you know I feel like uh, when they get connected to a painting and they buy it and they need to have it, it it's very meaningful to them, and it's very meaningful in their lives. They need it. It's not like a furniture that you, yeah. you know you use it that talking about value of the art. It has a very, very strong impact on people's life, uh, the art they live with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something also really beautiful. I, I feel like uh, if we made that uh, comparison of uh, children and the art, uh, I, I feel like they are my children. And they are finding homes that are very important to them. Being adopted. They're Being adopted, adopted by, yeah, <laughs> totally. by cool couples. My thousands of children. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I like but that. Is this, uh, is this, are these all your paintings? Because there's one here at the end that is like, slightly seems like a different style. Yeah. No, no. They're all mine. They're all mine. Do I have you, a collection, but it's not Do you feel like there's, a, uh, like there's an evolution, like there's a progression in your style that you, like you can really point at and say, this is this period in my life and this is this period? Yeah, I don't know if it's a progression, but there is a, a dialogue with the work. Mm-hmm. And the work is telling me a lot of things about life. And we're, we're telling each other secrets. <laughs> <laughs> the painting is telling me secrets and I'm telling the painting a secret. But in the end of the day, there is the third, per, the third element, yeah, which is the viewer. And the viewer might have associations like you did. Mm-hmm. You did that look like uh, Talib, Talib, that looked like that. And that's your story, <laughs> yeah. which is not mine. Secrets. For me, it's not a Talib. Yeah. But it's okay. It's totally legit. I, I'm not good at keeping secrets, I <laughs> guess, because I just you know, revealed it. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, you're too, all you, good you're, art is for interpretation, I feel. Yes. Well, as two good Jewish boys, you know that Judaism is full of secrets. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> and we sit in the, in the place where secrets and, and knowledge is always hidden and mm-hmm. there's so many layers to it. And I think that um, 
it's interesting as a as a Jewish artist to to have that uh, um, way of thinking uh, uh, that touches everything in our lives the way we think yeah as Jewish people we we look at everything through those glasses mm-hmm. of the secret of knowledge of uh, fear in, f- intimacy of fear. fear all of it joy love God everything is in it mm-hmm. even if the most abstract I think is the most uh, religion thing is abstract I don't uh, think that knowledge in the Sfirot in the Kabbalah, it's all about abstract. Mm-hmm. So why did you go to New York? I don't know. It's a good question. This is the big question. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just took your baggage and... <laughs> I actually went to New York thinking that, uh, well, I had, I had such a, such a strong uh, beginning of my career in Israel. And I had a museum show, and I represented Israel in the Venice Biennial, museum, you know, galleries, sold a lot, had a lot of success, and I was like, okay, I'm 33 years old. I, I've, done, I've done everything. <laughs> no, I felt like really I needed uh, something, just another experience. And to be honest, I thought of staying in New York for a year or two. But New York, uh, it's a very seductive uh, uh, place uh, you know you, you you get there and you can't let go you mm-hmm. just you fall in love it's really very emotional very falling in love you just f- find yourself yeah getting deep into it and you know i as as uh, as i am and my work is i had a studio i started showing i started you know being in dialogue with other people so just, I built my life there. It just happened. You said, uh, I mean, you you lived there for 20 years and you kind of, you know, just sunk into it and it pulled you. But you had a family here. I wonder, was that pulling you back? You had friends here. Yeah. Well, I, uh, well, my, when my, I went to the kibbutz, my parents actually left Israel. Mm. Uh, my father uh, moved to Paris and Finland. He got remarried. Mm-hmm. And my mother moved to Canada, so. And you have no si- uh, siblings. I do have, and and now th- uh, two of my sisters are here in Tel Aviv, and uh-huh. a sister in Canada. Okay. So I have family pretty much all over the place. Um, so family was not really the the reason for me of staying or living, mm-hmm. uh, and. As you already know from knowing me a little bit, that my connection with my art is very, very strong. To be moving with my art every, anywhere I go, it feels like really strong, as strong connection, yeah? Mm-hmm. So moving to New York was such a great uh, experience, you know? So much art and so many good museums. If it's not uh, too, I mean, I don't, do we have much time? I don't know. Let's ask Miriam. One, one, one last question. Or no, maybe what, last. Uh, I don't know. Not but, last, uh, but uh, <laughs> maybe two, two <laughs> more. If it's, if it's not too personal, yeah. uh, you said that your parents moved out away after they got divorced. I wonder, first of all, what age and how that must have felt, you know, that, uh, that whole experience. 
Wow, you're taking me always back there. You like uh, going back there. I feel like it's... Why, your I parents got divorced or something? No, no, but, uh, but I feel... Maybe they should have. <laughs> no, oh, kidding. my God. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's okay, it's okay. But, uh, but I'm wondering, like, I feel like art is, you know, like you said, it's an express expression of our... Of our existence, and that's a big part of your existence. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to no, dictate not, that. it's not but. a big part of my existence, actually. It's okay. not. Uh, no, uh, you know, it's. It, I, I feel almost funny talking about it. I don't feel like it's that... Uh, not, not that it's not a big deal. It's just not a big part of where I, who I am and what I am today. Mm-hmm. Um I think that the spiritual part of painting is so interesting to me, is a big part. And uh, um, the intimacy with myself and my work is very strong. Mm-hmm. And all the rest is like uh, things that happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like a condition. It's like the, the weather, the weather happened. It's not, yeah. I don't take it personally so much yeah. <laughs> anymore. And, and, And even if I took it personally, it was for my own benefit. In the end of the day, I'm very grateful for everything, the, for that journey, mm-hmm. the way it happened. Um, I, think, I, I mean, that's, that's in, uh, that, um, that is a, an incredible impact. To be able to come out of that with a positive you know, perspective is... I agree, I agree. It's very uh, positive uh, in the end of the day, positive experience. And... Um, I don't know, I feel like, uh, you know, everything where we come uh, in touch with so many things that are uh, objects and that were done outside of a human touch, yeah? And I'm not talking about just craft, the craft of making art. I'm talking mm-hmm. about putting your soul into that craft. And... That's something that vibrates through the work, and I think that's what makes art so amazing that you can feel almost that energy still alive in the work. It's mm-hmm. still moving, it's still kind of breathing. And you can see when you go to people's houses and people that have art, there is something really amazing i'm always uh, by the way amazed by the cavemen talking about that introduction you made about painting because they had the desire to create images from such a the beginning of everything even putting their hand and the uh, the impact of their hand uh, mm-hmm. leaving a trace of their hand or other images or even abstract images that mm-hmm. were discovered in a cave i read that in the I read a bit about it before the podcast and I read that the most ancient uh, piece of uh, art known to man in a cave in Spain is a red dot and around the red dot there are a bit later things like hands but the the most ancient thing they found was a red spot wow <laughs> wow unbelievable yeah Yeah, there is a, and, and I think that it's beyond what we even imagine the, that, that impact that we have, uh, that the impact it has on us, those images, those paintings, they have a very strong impact. 
And I think that we need it. We need it for our souls. It's so important to us. And that's why I think it's still such a big deal. And that's why it touches money in such a way. Yeah. I mean, also, also to remind us that uh, money is, is uh, real and abstract at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a means to an end. I, I have to ask bef- one last question yeah. about the one of your latest uh, pieces when you took this Brooklyn apartment and mm. uh, the story behind it. You've got to yeah. tell us the story. Wow. So the story is that, uh, well, I had uh, some work was supposed to be done at my studio, some renovations, and I received a temporary uh, space uh, in an p- old apartment in Williamsburg. And when I moved in, it was really messy. I started cleaning the place and really, you know, throwing things out and realized there was an lady living there for I don't know 50 years finding some photos you know two photos of her and her family so I felt kind of you know a little bit bad or weird about the fact that she went in old people's house now the apartment you know she's in the end of her journey Mm -hmm. so I decided to make a homage and and made uh, painted just one line on the wall in the living room and then I just kept on going. But I did the whole living room, including the furnitures and everything. And I just covered everything. Uh, By the way, it took me eight days and one tube of paint. Really? Yeah, the whole apartment, the whole living room. Wow. Which is nothing. One tube of Winsor & Newton oil paint. I used the same paint as I used for canvas. And I treated it as a painting. I just painted all over it. Like everything was a canvas. And, you know, I wasn't even thinking about it too much. I was just doing it from morning till night for eight days. And then I opened it for pub- to, to, to the public. And I asked people uh, not to take photos, not to turn it into a background for a selfie just to be present in that space. Mm. And I recorded a conversation with people. And it was so fascinating to see and to hear their experience. And what also happened to me that was so powerful was that after sitting for like two weeks and like being in that space all that time, uh, looking outside of the window, everything seemed like it was painted. Also the outside, because you, the environment inside was such a painting <laughs> that you looked outside and it looked like it was painted. And that kind of was such a gift, <coughs> I think, from uh, doing that piece. I, it almost like took me to another layer, uh, level. another level. Started totally seeing the matrix. Yeah, totally <laughs> seeing the matrix. Nice. And I think. There is something about that that also is uh, nice in art, that it reminds you of things like that that we can't remember without a reminder. We have mm-hmm. to have reminders. So it's good. It's good for us. It gets us... Uh, it's therapeutic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> therapeutic. This was amazing. 
Really fascinating. Thank yes. you so much. Yeah. Thank you for Thank you. for having us and for for hosting yeah. us in this beautiful sure. space. What really. can we plug? Do you have uh, exhibition in in the states currently? And well, now I'm mostly kind of did a lot of things in Israel. I've I I showed all over Israel now in different kibbutzes in the periphery of Tel Aviv, which I think is so interesting too. I did a lot of shows now, like almost like a tour. In different kibbutzes and the kibbutz girl is back to the to the kibbutz. What, what is that? Yeah, you the kibbutz going back girl. to the core. Yeah. yeah, you know it's there's nothing like it. Uh, <laughs> there's no kibbutzes anywhere else, and it's a, it is a very interesting uh, way of living. But it's good also to remember to do art for people to experience, to have a chance to experience something. It's also beautiful. Where can people find kind of like the exhibits, the showings? You have a website, I think. A website or Instagram and all that. Instagram is the best. Okay, we'll put links to your Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, Search Miriam Cabeza, and I'm sure you guys will find it. With a C. It's like C-A-B-E-S-S-A. Okay. And it's Miriam, M-I-R-I-A-M. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much. Before we go, we have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal. They're at jewishjournal.com. They have uh, articles, blogs, podcasts, so highly recommended. Check yeah. them out. Also, also israelnationalnews.com, guys. Israel National News. We're on their Facebook page. They have a great wes- website, uh, israelnationalnews.com. And, and we accept donations, so please help us out. Go to twinjb.com slash donate and throw some support money. Support our art. Yes, support. <laughs> exactly. I don't Thank know if you we so can much. call it art. Thank no, you. no, I guess we can. <laughs> Probably not. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.